I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the Anime Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. We got a big week. This is a big week. This is a week I've been waiting for for like 10 years. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm excited. No pressure. It's almost like I'm fighting on Saturday is how I'm taking this thing. But now, Aren't you fighting Jamal Hill in a couple weeks? Yeah. I am, but you know, I got to mix it up. I'm trying to get the, the 205 strap and the 155 strap. So we're kind of kind of mixed. No one's ever done that. I don't know if you knew that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Nusha, how you doing? Uh, I can't win a bet to save my life. Uh, other than that, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, we were just talking before the podcast. I'm, I'm on my coldest streak of my life in MMA and the hottest streak in my life in golf. And I was like, I almost wanted to like tilt a little bit because it's been so embarrassingly bad in MMA. Um, but golf well, winners I mean, are bigger. Look. <laughs> I mean, next week we're literally going to be in beautiful bluegrass country up in the stands of Churchill Downs streaming the final round on our phones. You might as well just lock a golf winner. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just locked. Yep. And it's a major. I mean, we're going to be there for the PGA Championship, uh, Kiowa Island, the ocean course. I've actually played that course uh, when I was young. We used to vacation in Kiowa, and it is – it's such a hard course. It's not even enjoyable. Like, it's right on the fucking ocean. Like, wind is just doing all kinds of things. The whole course is basically a bunker. Um, tough course. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be – we got a couple days in the casino, day at Churchill. And, like, we're looking at, like, that Sunday is going to be just rough. Like, we're going to wake up early. We're going to pound some Habibs, maybe some bloodies in the morning, spend six hours at Churchill pounding, and then go back to the casino and then just pick it right back up. Uh, Sunday's going to be just a, a train wreck. Like, I might have to go ahead and get the late checkout uh, for Monday. <laughs> yeah. You know who yep. else would pound a Khabib? The Bronx. Mm, he would. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh. Scared. We'll get yeah, scared. There. We'll get there. <laughs> Brad, how you doing? I'm, I'm good. I, you know, the the festive green for the uh, the winnings this weekend. Um <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Finally, like even this card's taken a, a few hits, but finally we've got some good fights to look forward to. Nothing could ruin this card. If it, if, it, if they, every fight was canceled and all we had is Dubronx, I'd be fine. Yeah, be completely fine. And like outside of our our fandom and everything else, on paper this has to be one of the best, most interesting fights you can make right now in the UFC. Oh, I absolutely. mean. Great, great. I'm talking about the Mukagian fight. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the name. How about her today, her, her little comment? So she's oh – one, she thinks – she starts talking about the fans and, like, you know, like fans cheer for her or whatever. Hey, she has no fans, so let's just start there. There's no one that's like, oh, my God, Mukagian's fighting. And that she her quote was, the fans don't pay my bills. Yes, 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 they do. So I mean, I guess like she's she's a broke MMA fighter, so nobody pays her bills. Do they actually pay her bills? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's Stimmy season for Mukagian. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that that was a that was an interesting one. <laughs> she got a training camp in this time because of the stimmy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Her training camp <laughs> Hopefully, we get some extra grunts and some other things. It's funny, like she's on this amazing pay per view in in front of this big crowd. We haven't had crowds. All this stuff. And like she's just she should just be fucking happy to be there. She oh, should yeah. just be nodding and grunting and smiling. Uh, she's she's gonna put on the worst fight in the card. Everyone is gonna be bitching during in the middle of the pay per view about how bad be this pissing, is. Lance. They're not gonna be bitching. They're gonna be pissing. Yeah. And honestly, like emotionally, I'm gonna need that break, like <laughs> in anticipation for what's gonna take place. And you know, I'm not even mad those fights got moved off with the uh, it was the Hermanson fight. And then um, the Nate Diaz who yeah. fight, I'm almost happy they got moved. It's like the other. Well, card they a they never moved. announced an opponent for Diaz, right? True. So True. exactly, mm-hmm. it was like Nate Diaz versus who? And <laughs> no, it's if there was ever um, a fucking <laughs> night against a to be determined, yeah. fucking, <laughs> that was the fight. Well, it's. It's funny, out of all the hilarious nicknames and everything we've done, the Who one might have caught on almost more than any of them, besides yeah. um, what's it, Thick Willie. Thick Willie and Who might be the <laughs> top two that are known. Like uh, we, we, got, we got old Glover with the garage weight. Garage shit. weight. We mm-hmm. got that. That shit's going pretty good, too. Nate Diaz responded to a Leon Edwards post with Who. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> That's it was awesome. like three months ago. He just wrote a who, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> watching the pod. <laughs> Nate, Nate's, a, Nate's a big fan of the show. Everyone One of the seven that. listeners. <laughs> yes, yes. It's big time. Um, Wes, um, I know how you're doing. I'm so excited about next week, and I texted the group chat for everyone going to Louisville, and I was like, we're going in six days. And they're like, it's 13, and I was like, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped, uh, you know, same as uh, everybody else, though, MMA betting has been pretty pretty rough here uh, lately. Uh, I got, like, nine bets on this card, so that's that should work out pretty well with the way things are going. But, uh, yeah, man, I am just uh, – I'm pumped to, to get out, do something, be with the people. They could be fucking uh, – unvaccinated all they want. I, really don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. I, I just don't. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck the family. masks inside? Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, In casinos. Uh, Indiana did away with their mask mandate. I'm it's not... Paris, that makes sense. I, Paris, Paris makes you. I would think oh. that uh, whoever owns it now, they're, they're doing masks inside and shit. Most, most, most businesses are still holding them up yeah. uh, in most places. It, it, it's, it's owned by Caesars. Um, and yeah. Caesars is pretty strict. Like I went to, I went to Metropolis, uh, last year, which I think there was like 17 people in that casino, but they were like outrageously strict. Like if you were at the craps table and you like put it under your nose for like two seconds, like get out, like yet they only had like half the table was open and you had to do sanitizer and all this stuff. And like, they were, they were super strict, but at this point I don't give a shit. Like I'm going to go yeah. to the casino. I'm going to get real drunk. Things are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they're, they're back at full capacity and everything over in Indiana. So like, it's the the shit should be it's it's open. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm like you though. Fuck you, fuck yeah. you, fuck your family. Uh, yep, <laughs> it's party time, baby. We're we're gonna have fun, and and our boy Andrew's flying up from Texas to meet us there. Um, so yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time, and it, uh, you know, supporting Israel today with the <laughs> Israeli logo. <laughs> 
let's not go into that, please. Let's, let's veer. Let's veer away from that. Let's, let's talk about some uh, gas shortages. That's a little less of a hot button uh, issue. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's fucking fucking Biden, man. Like Biden shows up, and of course, shit gets hacked. I mean, all his fault, bro. You know. I like the pictures of. I saw one picture. This guy had this like 500 gallon drum just sitting at the Dude, gas station, just pouring you know, it. Like, like God, tweet, literally, he had like it was like a like a, a 1500 pound fucking trailer with a, <laughs> a 300 pound strap, and the dude literally had like a 10,000 gallon fucking tank there. That once he gets going, the shit's probably gonna snap or his trailer's yeah. gonna fail, <laughs> and his gas is going everywhere. We're we're so stupid. I saw a report that was like, please do not put gas in plastic bags. Well, they got a video. Did you see There's the video, video with the old lady fucking putting it in a bag and then double bagging it? Like, what are you? Double bagging, you're good. What are you gonna do though? Are you really gonna get home and poke it? Take it out. Poke, and squirt it in your poke gas. a little hole in it and just start squeezing it in your fucking gas thing. Oh. My God, we're the dumbest, bro. America. I, I, I'm actually jealous of Texas this week, though. When this fight was first announced and I got I was vaccinated, I was like, do I do it? But then I was like, do I also want to be surrounded by MMA fans? I'm not there yet. I'm not there in my <laughs> life and comfortable by being surrounded by no. Texan MMA fans. Yeah, maybe MMA fans, maybe Texans, not Texan MMA fans. Is that like you're walking to get a beer and dude's behind? He's like, is that a half a mask I see hanging out your pocket, you fucking libtard? It's just Texas war, you know. Get bottled from behind. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Maybe, maybe one day. But all right, we'll, we'll we'll jump into this thing. So we had we had last week's card, which you know we we talk all the time where they're you know don't judge a card by you know what, what's the lineup <laughs> and blah blah blah. This is like I think it's like two or three weeks in a row where the card is just dog shit on paper. And then dog shit in reality. This one was this was kind of kind of tough to get through. Like overall, like I didn't I didn't watch the main event. I'm not gonna lie, I turned we, it off. We were drunk watching Canelo. Yeah, <laughs> like, Wes and I were talking to Andrew about Canelo and how good he is. Yeah, that's what we were doing during the. Main <laughs> I, I looked up once and Waterson got a takedown. Um, and other than that, it looked like the other chick was chasing her around the cage. I mean. Every fight was pretty bad outside of Gregor, which was like, incredible. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, the and, and we'll get, we'll get maybe we, we always talk about the main event first. Well, we're not going to talk about the main event. Let's just talk about the, the Gregor fight first. Yeah. And you know, the the announcers and that was I, I was dying. Right, he's Gillespie's a lifetime wrestler. He is a wrestler, wrestler, wrestler. He yep. spent if if you've been to a wrestling practice, what he did in that cage, you do that for two hours every day. <laughs> that's just what it is. And they kept talking about, they're like, you know, Gillespie is getting tired. You know, CDF is wearing him out. And I'm like, CDF who doesn't have a good gas tank is wearing out Gillespie by making him do what he's done every day for his life for like 25 years. Come on. Like anyone, like I was, I was obviously worried as someone who bet on Gillespie during that fight. But like once he didn't get those submissions and he, he was able to survive, I was like, CDF's going to be done, man. Like these Brazilian guys, aren't used to this much grappling and this type of grappling. It's different. Like a six minute wrestling match feels like you just fucking ran 30 miles. So you can imagine what that's like as you're being punched in the face, you know, as all those other things are playing, like it's absolutely exhausting. So five minutes wrestling a national champion wrestler 
with all those scrambles and all those positions and constantly having to get up and use all that, like that's exhausting. And Gillespie's got some balls though, man. And when he, when he, a second he saw CDF slipping a bit, it was like, Oh, I'm not even a little bit tired anymore. Like he turned it up big time and got the finish. And I, I hope he doesn't sit out for a while. Like I'd love to see him fight in July or August. Um, he needs to start fighting two or three times a year. He's not young, like he said. No. And this guy could be a top contender. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, we've said it before in MMA, just wrestling like that in a gas tank could take you to top five status in, in most likely. That dude's better than that. Like, you got he's got good ground and pound, man. Yeah. Vicious. Well, yeah. well, I mean, in, when when CDF got him in, I, I think it was one bad spot with a jump. The dude doesn't panic. He's got no panic in him. Um, look, I was a little worried at like the end of, I, I won't say I was worried, but when he like kind of stumbled at the end of the first and looked like, I thought, I didn't think he was so tired that he did that. I thought he might've been hurt from something. Um, yeah. but when they came out in this it, immediately in the second round, man, and you saw the look of CDF, <laughs> yeah, how doing tired, it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like what Lance said, um, say Gillespie is even more tired than him. That's his world. That's what he's done yeah. his entire life. He's going to keep pushing. Uh, most Brazilians, and I'll give props to CDF, man, because he yep. went in there and went for it, dude. Like, he yep. fucking went for it, and uh, the scrambling was fucking amazing. Um, but, like, when it gets to that point, man, you always want a dude like built like Gillespie in those, in those spots, man. He will make guys wilt eventually. And he said it in his post-fight, too, uh, that exact thing. He yep. – uh, it's like, this is what I do. These guys cannot keep up with this, and I feel the point where they're breaking, and that's when it's a wrap. That's when I make them quit. And he even said, I made that man quit. Um, I, I don't I don't want to say he made him quit. He just outworked his ass Fucked to the point up. where he was, wearing he was good. CDF gave it everything yep. he had. You couldn't get him out of there. You know, what um, made him quit was, not, was him not quitting. And I yeah. thought it was – I loved his statement when he was like, I was really tired. So I had to think he must be really tired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he got, he got down to like minus minus one thirty five or something like that. Yeah. Before the fight. I, that was, I, right before the fight I, I did too. I added more I, that. That is fucking dumb. Like G- yeah. Gillespie is very, very good. And in a matchup like that, I didn't get that steam whatsoever. Crazy. And then a little bit of the, the live in the distance after that first yeah. round, uh, yep. that, that was a beaut, but what was he, he plus four or plus 500 just straight live after the first round? The less we was, I think you so. got like 12 or something, didn't you? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you, you, like when you grow up wrestling, like you are put in drills that are literally just built to make you exhausted and see what you have left. Like we used to always do these, these round Robin drills where you have like groups of four and you'd number yourself off one, two, three, four. And then the one would do two minutes with two, two minutes with three, two minutes with four. Just back to back to back, just like that. And you'd be wrestling a fresh guy every time <laughs> just to tire you out and try to get you to quit. And then coach wasn't happy with how those went. Let's do it again. You know, just like that. And like half of wrestling drills are designed to kill you. Like it's it's literally how it is. It's almost like with the military, like trying to get you to quit. Like it's kind of like wrestling. Um, so the commentary in that fight was just hilarious. There was a wrestler on commentary. What the fuck? Yeah. Was it, well, Cruz also said some weird stuff that made me think he'd never wrestled. I forgot what it was, 
but he said some weird shit that like didn't make any sense for a wrestler to say it. DC uh, was Hans saying man probably made him say it. <laughs> DC was pushing that fucking narrative too. Sad. Um, also, let's not forget that uh, CDF decided to cheat and come in as a welterweight for that That's fight. Very true. That dude that was is. massive. He he looked like he'd been training with those fucking with shoe facing him that went over. Yeah. <laughs> like at two at two CDF like he'd been training those for the past. Yep. 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 Yeah. That was that was great. And who do you who would you guys want to see Gillespie fight next? Khabib. I you know I wouldn't mind to see him. Uh, Running it back uh, with, with uh, um, Kevin Lee. Ke- Kevin Lee. I, he went I, up. Lee, yeah, he's, yeah, he's oh, up yeah, against seventy yeah. now. Yeah, that's right. I, that's right. I remember. Uh, what, that. How, how, how do you think he does against say. Mac and Cheese? He dominates him. Who? That, that's the fight, Makachev. That's, that's the, everyone. Everyone's talking about Makachev's the greatest grappler ever. And I think if you're Russian, you think you have Habib's skills. Makachev is pretty good. But if you think Makachev is uh, out out grappling and out wrestling a cardio machine that's a four-time All-American NCAA champion, you're crazy. Makachev is ranked ahead of Gillespie. And I, I get that he hasn't nuts. fought a lot. and But that's just – that's silly. Good fight, RDA. That'd be a good fight. Against yeah. a somewhat named fighter. Gillespie's a bad matchup for most of those guys, man. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would like, like to see him them, one of the, the name guys that's higher in the division. Because, yep. like, he, as we said, we, he doesn't have much time left. So just put him up there and advance him as quick as you can. He, yeah, exactly. He's, he's got he's to gotta want it, too. Like, I, I think we haven't seen the signs of him 100% wanting uh, yeah. that spot yet. He's, he's got to he, gets in there and then like you can tell that he wants oh yeah it. until he fights and it's like yeah, yeah this guy's a fighter but mm-hmm. he's got to fight more than once every fucking yeah. year and a half or whatever the fuck year i mean he's got to yep i i agree and i and maybe you know even maybe even the winner of, of ferguson Darius could be a an interesting type of of fight for him if he wants to move up quick and i think the other thing too is like his jiu-jitsu is great like for him to survive in those positions versus CDF while he's getting punched while he's tired, like it was, I was kind of impressed by everything in that fight. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to the rest of the card, which shouldn't take very long. It was a a short card and b one of the worst cards we've ever seen. Uh, welterweight division was one of a few finishes as Carlson Harris defeated Christina Aguilera by submission anaconda choke. I don't know if this guy's good. He looked good there. Christina Aguilera is trash. Very He's bad. real bad. He's not bad. great. He, yeah. he did the Carlston on him. You, know, you, you got to sweep the arms under, and then you got the, the anaconda all set up. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe come back once, then you go back and lock it up. <laughs> little misdirection on him. Got it. <laughs> so a fight that um, that we lost um, on the podcast, but we had the Iron like. Iron Turtle defeating Tefan Nitschkul, um, he looked bad. Yeah. He, I, I think I underestimated, like, his, like his striking. He's so slow that it doesn't matter if he has good technique. He might be the slowest fighter I've ever seen. He's very ever. slow. I don't think I saw him maybe once or twice throw the more than one punch, too. Literally, he just was throwing one punch. Slow Same as hell. Yep, singles, slow as fuck. Um, and a guy that's just going to come forward like, like Turtle and put a pressure on him, he's fucked. Like, he's, he's just not good, man. And that is 
I don't know. I, his takedown defense is like fucking Kevin Holland. Well, nah, no. but it's nah. it's not great. He was tired that. too. Yeah, but I mean the I'm, pressure on him. He was just it was bad. Guys, yeah. we're forgetting one thing, and we keep forgetting it week after week. Is the new the venom shorts, man. Yeah, the, shorts. the balance, <laughs> not the circulation. It, it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Man, I thought that um, I would put that as a like ten six third. That, that was, was that, that was, was a, a yeah. violent, violent beating. That was a Rob's the turtle. Like that guy's no good. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine, man. Like like we just said, with a face has a little grinding on him. Yep, durable. Yep. I would say he's better than we thought. I would say Teflon Don is he's a bottom bottom tier fighter like i know he's new but like he's he's bad he's we've seen good. a we've seen a few guys like that like lately i think just some big muscly guys that got some knockouts and shit once you get a guy in there that puts a little pace on them man they're just yep. not you got that re- the regional ko power doesn't <laughs> always move over to the ufc we've, we've we have seen that, but then we'll move on. Featherweight division, uh, Michael Trezano uh, defeated Ludwig Klein. Um, I did not hate this decision. I saw a lot of people complaining about it, saying they hated it. It was takedowns with nothing, and I thought Trezano pushing forward landed the better strikes. I, I, I thought he won this fight. I was okay with the decision. I, I didn't hate it. I wouldn't have. I thought that could have gone either way. I didn't think that was a bad decision, like people were claiming. I, I didn't think it was a bad decision. I, of course, scored it the other way. Um, I was biased, of course, but regardless, I'm terrible not, bets on my on my part. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I ended up on Klein small too. It was it was a bad bet, regardless if I thought he won or not. But you can't argue that decision. You you have you put a fight like that. You, you gotta do something. Yeah, you can do lose. some. Yeah, well, I, I think we're finally to the point where they are not going to reward a takedown. With, with nothing break. coming for it, and I, I think too, it's it's to me, it's the and DC still doesn't understand this. DC thinks if you get an ass whooping for four minutes and forty five seconds and score a takedown with fifteen seconds left and don't so, throw a punch, round stealer. So does Biz being a lot too, which he's great. <laughs> besides that too, um, but I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's all by certain judges because we see yeah. where guys do that and get wins. Like we see that yeah. all the time. It's, the judging is so inconsistent. <laughs> Just don't also, uh, we should mention that the card this weekend is in Texas, oh, yeah. notorious home of the worst judging some of the, ever. Some of the worst. Dubrock don't need no judges. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm not worried about that's our boy. Saving grace. <laughs> yep. Not worried about that one. They should actually just UFC should just to save a couple bucks and just dismiss the judges <laughs> for the main event. Like, you guys are good. We're 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 good here. We don't we don't we don't need you anymore. But it, the judging's a train wreck. I mean, God, in the Iron Turtle fight. We saw a thirty twenty five and a twenty eight twenty eight. Yeah, that's um, a, I mean it's 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 not it's not good. I mean it's just it's bad. Like you know, we can say the first and me and Wes argued a little bit on Twitter. I I, th- I thought it was I actually I scored it I scored it pretty clearly thirty twenty five. Um, I thought the first and second were were decently clear in my mind, but they weren't blowouts, right? It wasn't like a man died. But to me, worse than scoring the first round uh, for Teflon Dan is if you're not scoring that third round ten eight, at least yeah. What what's a ten eight? That was yeah. I mean that was death. That my, was yeah yeah. That was my whole point is the re- reason why like I said I could have made an argument. 
for my for that score was because none of the judges had a 10 8. That was the worst part. Like, there should have absolutely been a 10 8 third. That was oh, uh, I just mean, a complete blowout. Like, and that's where I wish it's like it's the only sport where referees don't answer for mistakes. Like, if you see like the NBA, right? If there's a missed call at the end of the game, usually like the NBA or the officials association is like making a comment of like, we reviewed the tape. We made a mistake, right? In baseball, they do that all the time. In football, they do that all the time. MMA, it's like – and those are usually like bang-bang type stuff. Like MMA will have just horrible judging or horrible referee mistakes. And it's like it didn't happen. I, the I, government, I, Lance. The Lance. The government's not going to admit they're wrong. True. True. You got, you got that, to that have – to- that was a Tony have Weeks a, special. The other, the other two judges had it ten eight. It was just Tony Weeks that had it. It was, 10-8. yeah. You got, you got to have you like a lobbyist in MMA type, like fucking Ali, that goes to the New Jersey State Athletic Commission and gets your bullshit <laughs> fucking loss overturned in four days, which nobody has ever seen in an athletic commission in the uh, history of fucking fighting. Money talk, oh. man. Yep. yep. That shit was funny though, too, because it was like he definitely tapped. And then one second later, Verdum's like out <laughs> Like there's yeah. definitely been worse things that have happened that have not been overturned. Oh yeah, man, I've much seen, much worse. I've seen way worse shit than that. Like, Rumble eye poke. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's the that's the that's known the Brazilian tap. Like motherfuckers have been doing that for fucking yeah. Two I mean, and that's the whole thing. Like Verdum didn't fall for it. He kept fighting. No, because he, he kept just got fighting. knocked out anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Plus, he's Brazilian, so that doesn't count. If you Brazilian taps, I mean, that's the way yeah. it goes. You can't believe each other out. Everyone that's knows that. There we go. What's next? All right. So next, we had Phil Hogs defeating one of one half of the Dukakis brothers, and the consensus. Man, it, I think I, Brad. I think Brad said it. He's like, if you would have told me that Dukakis would gas out with Phil Hawes taking over with his wrestling in the third round. <laughs> you know, you got to hand it to him. And, and you know, yep. Dukakis, he looked good in that first round. He landed some strikes. He, he hurt him. He almost fucking had him out of there, dude. He almost yeah, had him out of there. Yeah, in the second there. round. Yeah. Oh, second yeah. round. Yeah, but- Hogs has that, like, magic that, like, somebody will hurt him, and then they'll do the stupidest Stupid. fucking thing they can. Yep. yep. But and- I got to give it to him. His gas tank is. If I and do... he, he's also decided that, like, I know I have shitty cardio, so I'm just going to punch you as hard as I can in the body and hope you have shitty cardio, too. Yeah. I mean, that was a big win. That was a hell of a win oh, by Phil Hawes. Yeah. And, you know, it, you don't see very often, like, he had that his win in his last fight. And everyone kind of dropped him down a peg or two just because how bad he looked in that win. I feel like he got it back. I, I feel like yeah. he's he's where he was before because – he obviously showed some improvements in his cardio, and that, that wasn't gym. like a slow. That wasn't a that. slow paced fight, though. Like it wasn't like that was a nothing fight. So he was fresh. That was a pretty intense fight, and he was completely fresh in the third. That third-ish. chin is an absolute I, liability. Oh, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I yeah. took him. I took him down two levels after his last fight. I'll, I'll give him one back. I'm not That's that. Fair. That chin is fucking bad. It's not good. The little Dukakis brother that look got the body of a Walmart fucking stock. <laughs> that dude would, had him hurt bad a couple times. Really bad. Um, if I knew I was getting that kind of cardio out of him, I'd have absolutely been on him. I'd have rode it and took the chance. Yep. Like straight up. There's no way coming out of that last fight that you thought that, that he was going to have 15 minutes like that going yep. that hard. Um, you're right, though. He has some of the best fucking looking guys having him dead to rights and then doing absolute just dumb shit. Yep. 
and I, I will say he did recover pretty nicely from getting rocked in that second round. Yeah. He had that Frankie Edgar uh, recovery where he was like dead. And then two seconds later was putting pressure uh, on Dawkins. And it definitely, I would say more than him going up was a lot of question marks like on Dawkins. Like you can't have his fighting style like that and gas out like that. You just mm-hmm. can't. Cause he's always going to be in some kind of trouble. Yeah. And we've never seen that before from him, but we've also never seen him fight somebody who has the physical advantages that uh, that Hogs has? I feel like what? we can call him Hogs again, right? You are, what, well, I'm going to be calling him Hogs against that midget he's about to fight because I'm going to be betting him again. Oh. <laughs> that's that's going to be the fucked up part is I'm going to be right back on him well, and he's probably going to get fucking knocked down by Darius. What a weird fight, right? Yeah. Like he the instant looking. Well, Dawkins is better than Win, right? Like yeah. I would I would rank Way him better. like. Way he, has, better. he has a good performance, and he's taking a fight on shortest notice. I think it's in July, right? Yeah. Yeah. June or July, and like yeah. he's fighting us, he's taking a step down. Like maybe like hook up with a new manager. <laughs> that Ali push. Yeah, I mean that's that was that was a weird one, but all right, let's uh, let's move on here. We already talked about Gregor. Um, Rogério de Lima defeated Maurice Green, um, and Green was immediately cut. That, that was we don't even talk about this very long. We can get into the card. <laughs> that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen uh, for Maurice Green, and to get out grappled and out cardioed possibly by de Lima is that's tough to do. You have to work to do that. Was like was there anything that happened though? Did did he really get out cardioed? He didn't try to fight. He just oh exactly it. yeah. That was bad. Because was Lima awful. was just laying on him, literally just, doing absolutely nothing. I, I don't need somebody Lima else than Herb Dean. I do not blame Lima at all in that fight. He no. did exactly what he had to do. And yep. I mean, if that guy can beat you clearly over 15 minutes, you you don't deserve to, to be in the UFC. And people were giving old Herb a hard time. There was no reason to stand that fight up at any point. Maurice Green was just laying there. Delima was throwing enough to keep it on the ground. And, like, I've always been an advocate of, like, if you can't get up, that's your fault. Yeah. yeah. Don't blame uh, me. That, that was just my hope with my shitty inside the distance fucking bet. Yeah. And, you know what? I, I take a bet like that every time. You were getting three to one on the only way Maurice Green can win against a mm-hmm. very bottom tier fighter. Maurice Green is worse than we even thought, which I yeah. thought nothing. Very bad. <laughs> so, Didn't make him work at all. Not at all. At all. That was the problem. Yeah, and like it's funny when Delima took him down on that first round, I was like, maybe this is good. I was like, maybe this is a good thing. Like Green can tire him out, he can throw up some legs, maybe get a sweep. Like Delima's that bad, maybe gas him out with some grappling versus letting him strike at range. But man, that was bad. Horrible. Ugh. All right. Um, Neil Magny defeated Jeff Neal. Um, there was some Magny here, and I, Jeff Green had the fight. With it. <laughs> Jeff Green said uh, Jeff Neal said he was going to take some time off, and he has not looked right um, since that staff infection. Like it's I, I, Magni can Magni people, right? But I feel like the explosiveness that made him so good, it hasn't been there the last two fights. Like he hasn't been that explosive self. He also had terrible fight IQ. What the fuck is he doing trying yeah. to? I I know I know Magni can draw you in to just like. Hug it out on the fucking cage. I don't know how he does it. He fucking hypnotizes people or some <laughs> shit. But fuck, man, just separate. 
And throw he, bombs. He, he looked good in the first, but I, I think Jeff Neal looked before, good. He looked okay in the first. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I still, I still think that the pre-sickness Jeff Neal finishes in that first. Maybe I think, yeah. he has the, I think he has the power and the explosion to finish because I thought he looked decent. Like he, he was doing what he needed to do. He wasn't getting fucking magnied up on the cage constantly <laughs> like he wasn't. And then like the third, Magny's literally out there fucking going just prime fucking haggler and just fucking <laughs> shoving yeah. him around the cage. I'm like, what, what am I watching? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was getting, like, jabbed around the cage by Neil Magg. That card sucked. The fights were boring. I lost all my bets. It mm. was it was a travesty. If I wouldn't have woke up the next day and hit Rory 20 to 1, I think I'd still be reeling. <laughs> I think I'd still be reeling. I was like, yeah. well, if I hit Rory, then I'll make at least make up the money and bust something Saturday night because it was so bad. Uh, but, man, yeah, this card, just forgettable. And then thinking of forgettable, uh, Alex Morona defeated Donald Cerrone. I, we got suckered in. I, you got, yeah. you know, I, was I, told myself, I told myself all week I didn't want to bet Cowboy. I didn't want Cowboy. And then I ended up betting it because there was so little opportunities in the card. And I'm like, fuck it, I need something to watch. And then mm-hmm. I had him parlayed with whatever fight got canceled. I don't even remember. What fight got canceled? I don't know. What fight got canceled last week? I bet on it. The Rothwell fight got canceled. Oh, no, the other that Ryan Benoit. Benoit yeah. fight. Yeah, so I had Yo, Benoit with Cowboy. <laughs> So Benoit. Yeah, Benoit, I, I, Benoit. I say Benoit too. Whatever. I ended up laying minus one seventy five straight on Cowboy. <laughs> Nailed it. I, I mean, you. I, I, I ended up betting him at minus one fifty because it I came way him, down. Yeah. yeah, I had him minus one thirty early in the week, so I didn't feel as bad. But <laughs> you should. Man, you should all feel bad. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that was. It, I don't, it's, it's over. It I don't care. Over. If I don't care if he's fighting me at one fifty five. I wouldn't bet Cowboy. I think I could out wrestle <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. He's All right, well, that that'll that'll do it for this card. Um, I, yeah, I didn't watch the Rodriguez fight. I assume you guys have have no commentary around that. Nope, nope. All right, cool. Uh, they got to stop headlining with this bullshit, though. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fucking joke. All right, let's now move on to um, not a joke. Uh, UFC two sixty two, and and even with the changes, um, you know, we lost two really big fights in Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian. Um, and then Nate Diaz versus um, who? But great card still. I mean, Matt Schnell versus um, Rogero Bontonian, um, that's a good fight. And the prelims are still the, – the, the ESPN prelims, really, really strong. This card's still really good um, after the first few fights. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll jump right in here. UFC 262, Bronx versus Michael Chandler. Lightweight division, Christos Jagos, Sean Soriano. You, Sean? I don't have much here. I was looking at uh, betting like Alvarez inside the distance when when that was still the fight. Uh, Sean Soriano is is a very flawed fighter. Uh, Yagos is not good, uh, but he's probably going to win here. Wes, yeah, I don't have too much uh, even on this fight. Um, Yagos probably wins, but. Um, Man, two to one. I, I just, I, I can't trust that. I, I think uh, Brad might talk about it, but I, I think, I think a finish might happen in this fight though. Uh, Siriano, usually when he wins, he's getting a knockout. Um, I, I think it could get a little scrappy, and uh, somebody gets a finish in the fight. Jagos hasn't finished a fight 
he he's went to his last like eight wins have been decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. I um, know. Yeah, I don't know if I'd bank on that, Brad. <laughs> Not banking on it, but technically you are. You were putting bank on it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, e- either way, if you guys aren't familiar with Soriano, he had a previous stint in the UFC and. Coming into that one, we were all like, oh, man, like he's a pretty decent decent striker, you know. Uh, and then he came out and got taken down and finished by Kawajiri. Uh, he got out-wrestled by, for 15 minutes by Chaz Skelly. He got finished by Charlie Rose. That's tough. Um, that's – got cut after that, obviously. Um, and then even on the, the regional circuit, he's gone on – since then to get finished by submission in the second or third round three more by, times. By? Uh, Mykakashmeli. Levan Mykakashmeli. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one. And also uh, Bruce Boyington, uh, n- noted MMA savant Bruce Boyington. Uh, so that's kind of why I think a, a finish can happen here because Soriano is a decent striker. Uh, he could catch Iago with something, but Iago's going to wrestle. Uh, and I think Soriano's going to get tired. And I think the short notice plays even more into that. Uh, Soriano's going to be one of those guys that comes out. It's not like he had a fight scheduled or anything like that. He's going to come out. He's going to have that big round one. And if he doesn't get it, I think he is going to go away, even against a guy who doesn't finish a lot of dudes. So uh, I kind of like the under here. And uh, I don't hate Iago inside the distance. Maybe those round two, round three props, they're uh, those four-digit ones, which always sucker me in. Yeah. I, guys, when they get cut by the UFC and then come back, almost always do terrible. And they almost <laughs> always lose their first fight. I, I don't I don't know. I don't have the numbers in this. And that's some kind of nerd. Like, usually like this, it's a short notice call. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like, hey, we're desperate. Everyone's mm-hmm. banging down the door to fight in the pandemic. And we're cut mind, for a reason. You know, yeah. like, do you mind coming back? Because yeah, he lost and got subbed by Charlie Rose. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't they don't usually do well. And Jagos has a decent wrestling game. It's not great. He's not some kind of superstar wrestler, but he's his wrestling is good enough to out wrestle people who don't know how to wrestle is how I would describe his game. And that's probably enough to beat Sean Soriano. It, it's not a fight I'm overly confident in that I would bet in. I'm just not going to lay that kind of juice on on Christian Jagos, uh, especially on Dubronx night. That was quick work by my man. It's a, They, they should have just set up – the whole undercard should have just been guys that Dubronx choked out. Like that would have been like a fun like omen to his card. It's like you had Lentz on this thing, like bring Jonathan Brookins back. Bring all the guys back, uh, Hatsuhiyoki, whatever you want. Bring them back, line them up, do Bronx, choke them out again. But, yeah, I, I think Jagos wins this fight. Uh, I don't think he gets a finish. Um, he doesn't get many finishes at all. He's, he doesn't seem to go for finishes. It's not like he doesn't have power or doesn't know how to do subs. It seems like when he has a victory, like, in his grasp, he does he takes absolutely no chances. And he just wants to make sure he wins, so a decision is, is completely fine by him. Got to earn that paycheck. You know, 12 and 12 is huge if you live in Brazil. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, actually, he, he's uh, he's American? Why did I think he was Brazilian for some reason? He's Greek. Yagos. Why did I think he was Brazilian? I have no idea. Oh, he trains at a black house. 
Maybe that's why. Uh, mm. Is anyway, that even a thing anymore? He trained at a black house at least. Okay. I don't, I don't know where go. he's at now. <laughs> I think I've just always thought he was Brazilian because he trained at a black house. <laughs> so I just assumed he was Brazilian. That's fair. It's yes. a bunch of Brazilians and Alan Juban who retired. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, division, okay fight, I guess. Uh, Kevin Aguilar, who is not as good as I thought he would be or hoped he would be, facing Tucker uh, Laugh Out Louds. No, Tucker Tucker Putts. Putts. That's a good one. All right. Uh, New Sean was being a baby before the show, and he was like, me and Wes, like, the, the, the same fights in a lot of these. So can you go, like, back and forth? So people don't think I'm just, you know, you know, weird. So Wes, I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have a bet on uh, this fight. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just don't know how how good Lutz is. Um, he just seemed kind of underwhelming on his contender series fights. Um, you're usually not great if you're on there on there twice. Uh, and only but, win decisions. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, like I don't. Lance is right. I don't think Kevin Aguilar is as, as good as we thought he was, but he he's pretty damn durable still. And I think this could be a spot where he, he puts a bet lesson on 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 this dude. Um, I, I haven't bet Kevin Aguilar though. I, I I still don't trust him, man. He just he hasn't looked great since he got to the UFC. So it, it's probably a pass for me. I know. I think he hit like even money um, over the past day. I mean, if he gets up to being um, a dog at plus one twenty, plus one thirty something, I'm, I might take a small shot, but I'm definitely going to pick Kevin Aguilar here to uh, to get a decision. Diva, Sean. <laughs> I, I'm I don't like either side in this fight. Uh, I don't really like anything in this fight. Kevin Aguilar. I mean, I can. I'm okay with two of his last three losses. I mean, you lose to Danage. Fine, whatever. He got knocked out by the tug job. That close fight with Charles Rosa at this day and age is a very bad look. As what what we've seen from Charles Rosa recently is fucking bad. Uh, I I don't know. He he's always been a guy that he's he seemed to get by and and do well in LFA, but he he still had some issues. He, he got clipped sometimes. He had to overcome. I just don't think he's that good. Uh, I don't think this other guy is that good either, but I'll, I'll pick the younger guy. Which one's that? That would be the Lulls. The Lulls. Okay. Brad? Um, yeah. This is probably dumb, but I've got a little bet on Aguilar here. <laughs> I knew Brad was going back to the regional. The I, I want dog. you so bad. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Aguilar regional was a badass. Yeah. Like he had the, it's always hard to trust him because like I, I watched this man get knocked out by Leonard Garcia. Um, so that, that's always tough, but he came back from that and he beat a bunch of guys who are decent, ended up in the UFC and, um, you know, he, he's got good wins on his record. Uh, the last couple are bad and, or not the last couple, but like he's lost the last three and the last one was bad. He, he looked very COVID in that fight. Um, so I, I'm not sure if you can give him a pass on that, but at least he has looked good at some point. Uh, Lutz, 
I even winning his fights, he doesn't look good. So I'll I'll take the guy that's fought way better guys and beat way better guys at even money. And uh, yeah, that's that's the way this card's gonna go. Yeah, I've I've bet on Kevin Aguilar a lot, and it hasn't been working out very well lately. Recently, and I yeah. Think- <laughs> Yeah, I think I think losing to Charles Rosa in 2020 is is not a good look. I think you know losing to Dan Ige, whatever, Tugahoff, whatever, because you know he's he's not the greatest wrestler, but his striking seems to have looked worse. Um, he's looked a little bit slower. Um, his power doesn't seem to really be there where he used to have okay power, and I, I don't know. I don't know what he has anymore. It's I don't know if this was a case of a guy trying to make the UFC for a long, long time. And then he gets there and he's like, whew, goals accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, I made it. I made it, dad. I'm on, I'm on the team. And I don't know if that's the case, but he hasn't been overly aggressive. Like he was earlier on when he was in the regional scene and just kind of attack guys. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not seeing maybe it's chin issues that have caused, you know, a little bit of that as well, but I'm not in a place to bet on Kevin Aguilar, even at plus 100. This um, is how I'm you glad- break out of the streak, Lance. I'm, you really, do it. I'm really glad he's not like plus 150 because <laughs> yeah. I have to bet it. I think this is a good line I can pass. I um, the, the dog money. It's, yeah. They, yeah. Um, so they just, uh, it's like they just announced Derek Brunson against Darren Till. Ooh, that's not good for old English wrestling. Yeah, it's not. The English wrestling faction does not agree with this matchup. <laughs> I think we'll get a playable line on Brunson there. Mike, Mike Grundy fight? is furious about this. <laughs> Who was Till supposed to fight when he pulled out? He had a better uh, fight lined up, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it was uh, Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, Whitaker. Whitaker. Oh, yeah, well, this yeah, is better that. than Whitaker for him. Yeah, well, he was supposed to fight Vittori. And then he was supposed to fight Hermanson before that, yeah. and then he was supposed to fight Whitaker. He's pulled out like seventeen fights, and didn't he break his collarbone like yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it was against Vittori. Uh, he pulled out on fight week. That like, if he could pull out of women as well as he pulls out of fights, then he wouldn't have those child support payments anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Sure. Um, that's a good fight. When is that? Why? Uh... That's not August. bad. They keep it out in September fights. I'm uh, like, no, August. Okay. August 14. Yeah. That's not bad. All right, good. Yeah, I like the fight. Is that a main event of a fight night card, I assume? I would uh, assume yeah. so. Looks like the main event uh, uh, doesn't say which exact card. Yeah, just a fight night card. You you got to give you got to give some some big ups to old Derek Brunson. Like this career like <laughs> resurgence of late of like get it's big fight main events like Man, hats off to that guy. He's yeah. older, switched camps, finally doing the right things. Like, got I got to give it up to guys like that. Got somebody in his corner telling him what he should be doing in there, and he's actually doing it and winning fights. Weird. I know. Weird. It's weird. Working the Cisco haircut. It's all good, baby. It's weird how that works. Um, so with this amazing fight card that we have, um, <laughs> the UFC makes you pay for being a fan. And how they're making this pay today is there are three ladies' fights that are intertwined between the great fights. Uh, the first one is in the flyweight division, which is that's where the, the ladies really, really bring it. And we have Gina Mazzani <laughs> versus Priscilla Caturiaria. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, that's, that's the fight pass main event there, Lance. Don't forget that shit. Uh, I don't think we use fight pass. Do we use, is fight pass the whole thing? It is for everybody outside America. 
Oh, well, <sighs> you remember that Chris Rock movie, Head of State? You yes. Movie? He used to always, the one guy said this thing, God bless America and no place else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can, you I've can been have saying it. that since the movie, not the, the greatest movie. For Chris Rock movies, it's not bad. He makes the worst fucking movies despite <laughs> Chris Rock. Um, great quote. God bless America and no place else. Like, this is a Texas card. Like, I'm surprised that's not the Texas motto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what these these people are, but you guys are more than welcome to talk about it, Nushan. I got nothing. I know uh, Mazzani kind of got hyped up (laughs) off beating Rachel (laughs) Ostevich. That's a big win, man. uh, our boy Aaron Watershow, who if you don't follow on Twitter, is uh, hilarious. Um, yeah. He said he's really looking forward to our our WMMA breakdown. So we don't want to let him down. Uh, really give it your all, Sean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is horrible. Um, Mazzani is definitely overhyped, but Cashewara is fucking horrible. So Mazzani will probably win, and she'll get hyped up more, and then she'll fight well, who am I kidding? There's not really anybody with much talent. What, what do you mean hyped up? I've never heard of these people. Because you don't uh, listen to fights, especially shitty fights, with the sound on. No, I don't. Um, she's an Alaskan MMA fighter who knocked out Rachel Ostevich. She's hyped. <laughs> they were, isn't, they that were, like, uh... isn't that like Tim Elliott's woman now or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Might be X actually. Is she good looking? No, I think uh, no. I think they're, they're together. They they yeah. were they were out in Vegas together, and she was oh, bartending. Right. And that's when Elliot was just like sitting at the bar drinking beers and showing up to fights, looking like shit. No, <laughs> and nope. then they they both moved back to uh, Kansas City. Not, right, nope. and that's when they both started to get better. <laughs> kind of. Um, or fight people that are worse. That's that whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go. With what you got. Malzani's going to win this fight. She's minus 200. Who, who, nobody wants to that. I'm not touching that. Thing. Lay it. Lay it, Wes. Horrible. You, you guys are – you're missing the plot here. All right. Uh, so, first of all, uh, shout-outs to, uh, to Paul Shag, um, w- one of our guys, for Priscilla catch-a-beating. Um, which is <laughs> tremendous, weird. tremendous name for the chick who was brought in to get absolutely smoked by Shevchenko back in the day. Yeah, uh, Masaki had gold decision, baby. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so she lost that fight. She lost to Molly McCann. Not great. Um, oh. she, she lost to the, the Carolina chick who fought a, a couple weeks ago. Also not great, but. She beat Shayna Dobson in the first round by landing a punch. You know who doesn't like to get punched? Gina Mazzani. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe Tim Elliott needs to do a little bit of the Jordan Espinosa stuff back home. (laughs) Because whenever Mazzani gets punched, she doesn't like it. She does not like it. She's not used to it. Uh, and I think she gets punched early here. 1100, round one, catch a oh. beating. That's how it's going down. Save your money. 
people. Oh, no, Lordy. no, it's way Let, more fun to bet something I, like this. Buy some better, uh, some some more crackers. Uh, just, that's what I, I would much rather lose twenty five bucks on a bet like that um, than watch the fight. Twenty five Keltons? Yeah, that's a shit. Dude, that's like a quarter of a cruise. <laughs> that, that, that's a quarter voucher. Bro. Uh, damn, bro. I'm going anyway, suckers. <laughs> Thanks for these buy one, get one Big Mac coupons. Mazonga has lost in the first round three times in the UFC. Bro, I'm, something. He's I'm not just making this shit up, guys. I'm not just making it up. This is where tape study really comes into play. I did, oh, I did yeah. do some tape study today. Um, the Dubronx highlight package might be the greatest highlight package in the history of MMA. Have you ever watched this man's highlight package? It's just I've, him putting people to sleep in I've all different him. varieties. Is that yeah. him right there? Yeah, yeah that's, that's him yeah, beating right. the Murdering shit out Lentz. of Nick Lentz. Is that like one, <laughs> two, or three? The, I don't know. The, you, have, you have to guess how disfigured is Lentz. It was, <laughs> is that the greatest trilogy in MMA history? Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> God damn, that's bad. All right. <laughs> just yeah. kept bucking them. Yeah, just keep it going. All right, no weight division. The Beverly Hills Ninja is back. <laughs> Jordan Wright takes on Jamie Pickett. And that's a fight. That's a fight that's happening. And it's going to be entertaining. This fight's yeah. going to rock. This there is going to fill the show of awkward and weirdness. Um, Wes, we'll start with you so uh teenage child doesn't cry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, when you said this, you should have known I was going to make fun of you the whole time. That's you cool, just man. yourself. It's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm I can work with a demon, man. Uh, but we can <laughs> give them. Um, yeah, I, I like I like picking in this fight, man. I I think he, he's not going to have to worry about too many takedowns in this fight, and uh, I think Jordan Wright just is kind of terrible on the feet. Um, I think Pickett's got some pretty decent striking, and he hits hard. And I think he's going to catch Pickett. I think he's or uh, catch. Um, uh, fucking Beverly Hills over here. Nah, he's gonna knock him out early. So I, I just I played I played Pickett straight. Um, I might look at KO. Um, maybe on fight night after I open up that second bottle of wine. But uh, I, I like him. I like him straight here. That's the best time to do it. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> John, I, I don't want any part of this fight unless somehow Pickett gets to plus money even then i'm probably gonna have to hold back uh i'm trying to not to bet on shitty fighters what how do you even bet on ufc smoked. fights anymore where you have no I mean, bet. you're gonna you're gonna have like sean's going from like 17 bets a card to two now right <laughs> he's quit betting on shitty guys it's fucking bets. brutal man both these guys love to get hit like absolutely love it uh the beverly hill ninja Likes it a little bit more. Um, I mean, we just talked about Pickett. He got beat pretty bad by Nchukwi, who we saw last week look like absolute dog he shit. Mashes right. He kills the kid. <laughs> One slow motion punch from him is just going to land queer. <laughs> he's like, like, oh man, he's he, right as anti athlete. <laughs> he's terrible, but he's okay for the first like minute against shitty fighters. He did okay against Buckley. Like in the first, like everybody knew he was gonna die eventually. He did okay. You met him. No, his chin. Wow, what? That's like a huge okay. number. I didn't expect to win that. He, he wasn't a huge number. Buckley was only like minus two hundred in that. Dude, fight. Imagine, no, but I took him in like round one or some shit. Imagine like that, your rating uh, scale is 
he survived one minute with Joaquin Buckley. He survived one minute versus a D-ranked fighter. Hey, I hope you guys win. I don't want any part of it. I will not mush you guys on Jamie Pickett. You are welcome. Uh, I'll pick Pickett to win because he is tough. And oh, he's not the Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> Brad. Sean was right about one thing in this fight. Both of these guys love to get hit. The difference is Pickett can take a punch. The other dude gets knocked out as soon as he gets punched. Oh, and it, it doesn't even matter the, the skill level here because both of these guys are bad. Uh, Pickett is, I, I guess, like longer. Uh, but the, the big thing is oh, that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. yeah, he's way longer. The big thing is the oh, durability here. <laughs> Pickett, <laughs> right? Uh, but hold on, hold on. Get him to get a little skinnier, that's, and then obviously yeah, shorter. That, that, that's how you do it in Beverly Hills, right? <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, yeah, that's why that's, you tune into the YouTube version. I know most people, you know, the iTunes or whatever, what stuff does. I don't, I don't hate podcasts, so I don't know. But with the YouTube, you get visual representations of people's hogs. I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't <laughs> do YouTube anything. Uh, I, I listen to everything as as a podcast. But you guys shouldn't do what I do. You shouldn't <laughs> bet what I bet. You shouldn't do anything that I do. Uh, so you should watch the YouTube version so you can see stuff like that. My kids but, live on YouTube. They live on it all day. They're monsters, aren't they? All day. All, all kids do now is play Roblox and watch YouTube. That's it. That, sure. Yep, that's it. Um, yeah, but Pickett's going to win because he can take a punch and the other guy can't. You know, sometimes the simplest breakdowns are the most effective. Yeah. That's the easiest way to break it down. I mean, pick it can take a punch. I, I think Wright does have some okay power, right? Like, he's not overly talented. He's definitely not technical. But he's a he's a bigger dude who, if he lands a punch perfectly, he can win, right? Like, he has some power. But I think Pickett's the more technical striker. I think he has more power. And I think he has the better chin of the two. So I think those three – and this kind of fight where it's going to be a, a just – awkward weird striking fight with just two not so great <laughs> strikers with, with okay power i think it's going to be interesting but i think pickett has the chin and more power to be able to win this fight um i'm definitely betting pickett i haven't decided how i'm going to bet him yet so he's it's about it's about a pick him right now i believe i think pickett was like minus 105 minus 110 um knockouts plus 200 and i don't think it's yeah. physically possible for Wright to go 15 minutes in a fight with a guy standing in his face punching him and I think there's no way – Pickett is not the guy who's going to take you down and lay on you. This fight will be on the feet. And I think if Pickett wins, he's probably going to clean him out early. Um, the under was one and a half, so not really not really worth it unless you want to lay a bunch of juice. And I think if Pickett plus 200, I think, at knockout, I think that's that's a worthy play. So I'll still decide between straight or, or knockout. But I think either one of those, I think it's probably going to be the same result. I think Pickett cleans him out in the first round. All right, then let's move on to um, the wife of a Nazi oh, versus. Yeah, I got. I go um, take Turk for a walk. This the sister of uh, a really, really annoying human. Nushan. These two ladies have a combined three losses to Roxanne Modafari. The lady <laughs> always bring it. 
They bring ladies it. always bring it. Um, these are both very flawed fighters. Shachenko <laughs> is not good. Uh, she's only good by name, and she's fight- she's done okay against some shitty ass fighters. Andrea Lee is is pretty terrible. Um, the opener on this was like plus one sixty on Lee, and obviously that got bet eventually. And that number, it's I would probably take it. Now it's a pick 'em. I'll leave it. This is terrible fights. I'll I'll pick Lee. Uh, she's okay as long as she gets take, doesn't get taken down. She might get taken down by the shitty Shevchenko. This is not a good fight, Wes. Yeah, I I think Shevchenko really sucks. And she the the fight she's won lately, she's got some really like favorable matchups. Um, I think Lee knows she needs a win here, and I think she can keep this fight up, and I think she can win a decision here. Um, I know that I got the worst – well, not the worst of it, but I got like some plus 110. It, it's a small bet. I just think you got to take a, a dog price here on Lee against somebody who I think is just – she's getting old, um, and she's just got a lot of hype from her from her name, man. So I'm going to take a small shot. It, it's – it's just fine. And I, I like a bunch of shit on this card small. Uh, this is one of them. I'm going to take some media plus money. Yeah, I got absolutely nothing except this lady claims, even though she was married to a Nazi for several years, <laughs> did not notice that he was a Nazi despite the Nazi tattoos. Never saw Usually dead giveaway. Because I know that's a big fucking clue. I know Jew lovers don't get swastikas on their body, so I would have to assume if you were the wife of a man who has a swastika on them, you might want to take a stab in thinking he could be, you know, anti-Semitic. But she didn't know. You know, common error, it happens all the time. I mean, just story old as time. I didn't know what that symbol meant. I just thought he was a good guy, just got in some trouble as a kid. So – that's my breakdown for Andrea Lee. Um, I do think she can win this fight, but I, I don't care. Um, I think she's lost a bunch in a row, right? Hasn't Lee lost like 37 fights in a row? Like but she's kind of pretty, so they keep her around. Yeah. Nothing. Sure. I hope she loses. Brad? Um, one of these fighters is the shitty fake sibling of a fighter who, who can actually wrestle. And she's fighting Andrea Lee. So even like the shitty sibling narrative that we usually want to go with, I'm not sure it applies here because even if she learned how to do one takedown, she can probably take down Andrea Lee. Uh, so I, I've seen this line come down. I don't care. I'm not going to bet it. I, this is, this is, it's bad. Our, our buddy BMR just said they announced Makashev versus Thiago Moises. I'm okay with that because it's so depressing for Makashev because yeah. he's been calling out top five guys and everyone says he's the best ever and he just had a really boring fight and now he gets Tiago Boyston so he's taking a step down. Gotta <laughs> love it, man. Awesome. Sometimes, sometimes the world just works out in just amazing ways and this is one of them. But let's well, now move on to the featherweight division. He here. heard Gregor was looking for a fight and he, he was scared heard of that. that. Yeah, can't, so can't blame him. Uh, featherweight division: Lando Venata, Mike Grundy. The rare English wrestler. That's right. New Sean? 
I like Grundy by decision here. Um, Venata has been taken down time and time again. Uh, the guys like Bobby Green, Diakisi, Frivola, Dracar Close, David Tamer took him down. This dude can be taken down. That is Mike Grundy's game. He's going to take him down. That being said, Lando's pretty tough. I, I, I think he can take it. Uh, I think he can not get subbed by the, the English wrestler with a bunch of subs on his record. Um, but I, I think Grundy is, is going to take it here. So I uh, I played him for a unit at plus 205 by decision. Do you remember when Dubronx retired David Tamer? <laughs> yes. Hey, I just turned that one off. It was next on the playlist after Lentz. What happened? David Tamer was like going into that fight, like a pretty good hyped up guy. I think Dubronx was like a pick him in that fight. Yep. And then Dubronx elbowed him to death and then choked him dead. And then <laughs> no mas. I, no more. Maybe Tamer lasted longer. Oh, you, yeah. you can't fight if you're dead, Lance. <laughs> Can someone who's listening to this please research what happened to David Tamer? And then please let me know. Cause that'd be great. Cause I'm very curious. Wes, what do you think? Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Grundy in this fight too. Um, yeah, I, I think he can get takedowns on Lando here as well. I mean, um, Lando likes to get a little wild too. I think he's going to open himself up for for some easy spots uh, for Grundy to get in. These we kind of joke about it, but he is a, a decent um, <laughs> British wrestler uh, for once. He, he's he's got a little bit. So um, yeah, I I don't I don't know, man. I, I know Bando he he's really tough. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of feel like Grundy might get him down and, and maybe get a late finisher, man, because I think he's going to spend a lot of time on his back taking taking some stuff from Grundy here. So I just played him straight. Um, he, he's probably my my second favorite spot on the entire card, so it's a, it's a pretty good bet. Um, I'm, I might end up throwing something on him inside the distance, so I think he, he could probably get, possibly get a, a late finish in this way. Fred? Yeah, I'm not expecting a finish from Grundy here, but my breakdown of Lando Venata is that he made Bobby Green look like a very smart, consistent, reasonable fighter. And it's Bobby fucking Green. Like, we've seen this guy a million times do the stupidest shit you can think of. Uh, but somehow Lando did stupider shit in that fight. And then also... If you get out wrestled by the British non wrestler in Mark Diakisi, what's going to happen when you fight the British wrestler? The go I mean, wrestler. That, that's right. Uh, that that's some Commonwealth Games championship or like probably bronze medal. I don't know what the actual accomplishments are. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Grundy here. Like he just had a, a competitive fight with a much better fighter in. Uh, in movie star and now he's fighting a, a guy who you can't trust at all who's cutting down to 145 for the first time in his life who is already very inconsistent and doesn't have good cardio or, or anything like that so I, I like Grundy here even if he doesn't get the finish which I, I don't really think uh, I don't expect Lando to come back in the third round and, and do some crazy shit to, to put it on Grundy so I took a little bit of Grundy. I think I got minus 120, minus 125, something like that. Yeah, we, we got a wrestler versus a guy who's known for throwing weird, crazy strikes that leave himself open for takedowns. 
and a guy who just just always always on the other side of of takedowns and laying on his back and you always think god if he could keep it on the feed he'd probably he can't he can't keep it on the feed <laughs> he doesn't know how he hasn't altered his game he hasn't changed his game he hasn't gotten better for being british grundy has good wrestling like i think he does look at guys form take like i look at a form double leg right if i see a guy shoot a double leg i can tell if they wrestled or not, I can tell if they've grown up wrestling. And you know, some of these guys who don't know how to wrestle wrestle, like they stop on their doubles and all that. Like you can see a guy who's blasting through and turning the corner really quick in one motion. Those guys have usually wrestled. Um, and, and and Grundy's that kind of guy. He's got a good double leg. Um, and he's actually really good in the ground. Um, his his submission game is underrated. He's got pretty good jujitsu, and I wouldn't be overly shocked if Grundy gets an early submission as well. Um. I think he's that much better on the ground, and we've seen Lando's holes, and there they are. So, all right, let's uh, move on now to – I don't know what this is. Uh, middleweight division, Jacare Souza, Andre Munez. <laughs> Jacare, one of my all-time favorite fighters, uh, as everyone knows, and I. it takes a lot for me to go, this guy's worst. He's there. <laughs> he got knocked out on top by a jab. New Sean? I didn't I'm say not I wasn't bet. betting him for sure. I might still bet him. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I'm not betting Jacare unless he hits plus money. So for the love of God, can this line not hit plus money? <laughs> because it's absolutely terrifying to have money on Jacare Souza at, at this point in his career. I think this matchup is okay for him. Uh, the guy he's fighting is a jiu-jitsu guy. Unfortunately... Jacare seems like he could be knocked out by a brisk wind. He was. Um, so he might get knocked out by a jiu-jitsu guy, which will be very, very sad. Um, I, I think he can get on top of this guy and and take rounds and, and pop, possibly sub this guy. So I'll pick him. I hope I don't have to bet him. Uh, let's just not hit plus money, and I'll be, I'll be happy. Man, I was trying to pass this, maybe play a small prop. Do you guys see what Jacare's sub is? They're just like they're forcing you they're to asking bet. you. Come <laughs> on, what it is Wes? Jacare's sub is plus five thirty. Just begging you. Begging? I mean, you ain't got to do too much begging to think. You can just put like twenty Keltons on it, like a fifth like, of a cruise ticket. Look, I, <laughs> call me just a, a an idiot. I'm going full Lance here. I'm going with an old Warsh fucking go. dude. Worthington. Not bet. Uh, yeah, man. I'm 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 taking a little shot here. Um, I played him straight, like minus one hundred five, minus one ten, something like that. Um, gonna take a little sub too. There's not gonna be a better matchup for Jocker. It, it's just not gonna happen. If he gets fucked up by this guy, it's it's probably curtains uh, for him in the UFC. Um, this is an absolute uh, absolute winnable matchup for him. Get this guy down, uh, go to work. Um, I, I think he, he can do that, man. So I'm going to take one last ride with, uh, with old fucking Gator, man. Uh, you got to. That, that's, uh, that's some numbers kind of crazy. Um, got to take a sprinkle on that as well. 41's old and Jacare is an old 41. <laughs> I hate it. I love this man. I've made so much money betting Jacare. It's, it's outrageous. My, I don't know. I don't know if I have to. Brad? You have to. You have to. 
Just I, can I can I just play it by sub? I I don't even know like you can play Kel- it by sub though. Just put like twenty five Keltons on it just so I can say I bet on them. That's a straight. That's fair. That's if if you just want to say that you bet on them, then I, I yeah, can see like that. I will caution you that Andre Muniz. Um, brother of Frankie, I believe. Uh, <laughs> he's not the one in the middle. Um, <laughs> but he has been knocked out in all four of his losses. I, I think one was a doctor stoppage, but the other three have been knockouts. So. Well, he's, Jacare is, it's only plus, it's plus four. I just looked at random site, like MGM. Jacare is plus 475 by knockout and plus 550 by sub. So it actually is. Bigger inside the distance. What is he inside? 250. Yeah, two fifty. Two fifty inside. 250. I think Man. the I think the pick on this fight is doesn't go is minus one fifteen. Is yeah, that fight Santa Bell? Uh, under two and a half is plus one hundred five. The, the thing is, I I really don't think this guy. It. I agree with you. Uh, somebody took a whole bottle of Worcestershire sauce and they poured it all over Jacare. They, they threw that gator in the slow cooker and they're just waiting to, to chow down. Um, it's, it's tough though, because this guy doesn't have power and he's a grappler. He, do you need power to knock out Jacare? Kevin Holland from his back. Basically slapped him in the face, and Jockert was like, "Whoa, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So I've been shot." Yeah. Kevin Holland's limbs are so long that I feel like there's some leverage there. Yeah, some, was, something weird happened. That was the most I, embarrassing knockout I've ever seen in my entire life. I agree. I don't think that Muniz can do the same thing. I don't think it matters that Jacare is worst. And I agree that he is like he can, can you still sub he can he can't he can't sub Jacare. But he, can you not envision Jacare is on top and then all of a sudden I, no just, no it's he, not gonna no no Jacare, you gotta listen to Jacare is on top fist. he's holding it Jacare goes for an arm triangle and then just falls down and then he's on his back and then Munoz lands one punch from ground and pound. And Jacare is just splattered all over the campus. No, I can imagine that because Kevin Holland did it from his back. This this is one of those fights where there's gonna be like a little bit of a respect factor as well because you've got the young grappling BJJ guy against Stud. people are like, oh yeah, Jacare is really good at jujitsu. No, Jacare is one of the all time greats at jujitsu. If this turns into a grappling match. Even at 41 years old, New Bronx. <laughs> different, different because New Bronx is about MMA jiu-jitsu. You don't need no gi. Exactly. <laughs> but like, if this turns into a grappling match, Jacare wins it. There are very few people that I think beat Jacare in a grappling match. Kevin and Holland. in a striking match, I think this dude is just as susceptible to get knocked out as Jacare. So it doesn't go. Minus 115. That's a good play. Sure. I'm just going to take Jacare. I'm doing it. Minus 110. Doing it. All I can imagine here. So the worst, the worstest of this fight. <laughs> Jacare is so washed. He's, he's next level. He's through that. I've seen a lot of moments where you go, oh, my God, that guy's washed. We've seen it, like, with my boys Koscheck, with Frankie, 
with all these guys, these wrestlers that I like, they get older. I see the wash moment. I've never had a wash moment quite like Jacare eating a jab <laughs> on top of a man and being just hit with a baseball bat. That was that was one of the most eye-opening experiences I've ever seen. He had half guard versus Kevin Hall, or Kevin Hall, and he got knocked out one second later. Bat and just how he reacted with it, like. He reacted like his whole like equilibrium had shut down from this jab. Like this was the end of his life. And I can't help myself but think Jacare's gonna get a takedown. He's gonna be doing stuff. He's gonna end up on his back. He's gonna get swept, whatever it is, because Jacare is so worse. And I think he's gonna eat one punch. I think one punch is gonna land to Jacare's face, and it's gonna be just lights out. So an option for me is playing fight doesn't go, or just forget everything I said and just go with Lance is a homer, Jacare sub plus 550. So my two options are don't, or three options are don't bet, Jacare sub plus 550, or most likely this fight doesn't go the distance minus 115. To me, seems like a very, very likely outcome. Um, Munez has only had, you know, three fights in his career of the 24 that haven't, uh, that, that haven't gone the distance. So I think this fight's going to be stopped one way or the other. Um, hopefully it's by Jacare, but maybe not. All right, let's move on now to the pay-per-view portion of the card. As we have Matt Snell taking on Rogerio Bontonin. Bonterran. Bontonin. Bonterran. He's, he's, uh, he's from Louisiana. He's a uh, Gotagos. Like like Poye? Yeah, Gotagos. <laughs> yep. Comye? <laughs> Daniel Comye. Dustin... <laughs> Poye, 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 go tagos, the crawfish. Oh, oh goddamn! <laughs> we in Slotdam. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to have anything to do with this fight. Uh, I thought Matchnell would take the easy, easier path in his last fight against uh, Tyson Nam. Instead, he decided to slug it out with him. He yep. did okay. Still ended up being a split decision terrifying uh he should have had a big wrestling advantage there and he just didn't want to wrestle uh so i don't know if i can trust him to wrestle with bone Terran. do you want um, him to wrestle with him bone Terran can get taken down i mean yeah but he, he's got good jits i think schnell's best plan is to stay on the feet right I don't know, man. I mean, Bone Terran fucking Bone rocks. Bone throws, baby. Yeah, yeah, he throws some heat, man. He rocked France before he got finished there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous fight, I think, for Matt Schnell. So I'll, I'll pick Bone Terran, uh, but he can be wrestled. So if, if Matt Schnell shows up, I think he can wrestle and, and wrestle to a decision here, but I, I don't want to trust that. Bone Terran. What? Yeah, I'm still having trouble kind of picking, uh, got to, to win in this fight because I, I see pass for both. Um, I, I kind of feel like this Matt Schnell fight is going to go more like I thought the last one would, where it would be wild and one of the, one of those dudes would get a finish. I, I think that happens in this fight. Um, I think if it stays on the feet, Bone Turn could absolutely knock out Matt Schnell. Um, we, we just watched Bone Turn get – Caught in this last one, like Schnell could do that, and then and on the mat, we we know the kind of uh, the the chokes that Schnell can can grab on guys that come inside on him. So I like fight doesn't go to decision more than anything as as a bet. Um, so I, I got I got a little bit on that. I, I think it's like minus one ten, minus one twenty, something right in that range. Um, I'm 
man, I'm I'm feeling like it, it's it's going to end up on their feet, and old Bone Turn is is going to catch Matt Snell. That that's kind of how I'm leaning as as far as a uh, picking a winner. But I, I like fight doesn't go to decision over that. Bradley, is it Bone Terran Tom already? <laughs> you got some Bradley, Justin Poirier. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I honestly, I don't know how this fight is going to play out in terms of who wins, but I, I think Wes is right that Bone Terran is gonna gonna bring the wild out of Matt Schnell. Um, Nam sort of laid back and. They, they played more of a, a conservative striking game. I don't think that's going to happen in this fight because I, I think that Schnell is also susceptible on the ground. Uh, he doesn't have the great chin. Uh, we know that. We've seen that a bunch of times. But we've also seen him get submitted and taken down uh, and, and be willing to play off his back. And this dude's pretty good on the ground. So I, I think that early on, Probably a little advantage to Bone Terran. Uh, then once they start to get a little slippery, a little sweaty, um, they can slip around a little more, then uh, he's going to gas and, and Schnell's going to take over a bit. So uh, I think that there's going to be a finish. I, I kind of lean towards Schnell for getting that finish, but... I'd rather take the the fight doesn't go. Uh, I think Wes is right. It's like minus 120 right now. Uh, actually, usually when I do this, this doesn't seem like a somebody gassing real bad spot. Uh, so usually I'll just look at the under two and a half, which is uh, even money. This to me is the hardest fight to call on the card. I, I could I could literally see anything happening. This I, I could see Snell catching him. I could see Snell winning a decision. I could see Montoran uh, winning by sub. I could see him catching him. I could see him win a decision. I, I have no idea in this fight. I know sometimes, like, no idea about the dog, but I'm not running too hot right now in the uh, old <laughs> MMA world. Um, it, it, I still see, I think, a little more than 50%. I, I see Snell winning a decision. Um, actually, I think he. I think it looks very similar to the Tyson Nam fight where he's dealing with a guy that has, has decent power, um, I think the fight ends up playing on the feet, and I think Snell is just a more technical striker than him, where he can land his pot shots, he can keep the distance, outstrike him without getting caught with something big, and I think that's the most likely outcome is a Snell decision. But, like I said, I could see any of those other ways playing. This is a great fight. Uh, I really like this fight. I hope the UFC isn't dumb enough to uh, cut Bontoron if he loses the fight, because this is a really good fighter who's had some – just tough fucking matchups over and over again. Like, no favors here. He fought, you know, Ray Borg in his first fight, and then he has Kai Kara France, and now he's got Matt Schnell. He's actually going up in quality as he loses, which is usually not a thing, but Bontoran, you know, he's he's there. He's just slinging hurricanes, eating some gumbo. Plus, he likes saying his name. Bontoran. <laughs> that's definitely not how you it's pronounce it. But I feel like that's how everyone should pronounce it from now it just sounds New Orleans, you know. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is not Marcus here? 
right. <laughs> not, every, not everything is knowledge. You, you can make anything into New Orleans. Levon, my cocker smell there. That sounds French. Is that French? There's not yeah, too much that, Cajun in there. What do you think New Orleans is? Come on. I know, but there, there's got to be some Cajun in there. There was no Cajun for that it's one. It's a thin line between French and Cajun. Everyone knows it. Bon <laughs> oh, All right. I accidentally closed my window. What's the next fight? Uh, the next fight is a great one. Fire. Oh, is this uh, Luke Huggian? No, no, no. That's Actual even fire. better. Than... Oh, I got to back up. Shane Burgos, Essen yeah. Barbosa. Um, Barbosa. 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 Dustin Poirier. <laughs> Dushan. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a, an awesome fight because Burgos comes forward. He throws heat. He gets hit a lot. Uh and I know Barboza had has had the, some issues in the past with guys that really push him backwards and push a pace, but he's also had some success against some decent guys. I mean, against Dan Hooker, who's a guy that likes to come forward and throw a, a decent amount of strikes, he he was able to to pick him apart. Barboza's power seems to be pretty decent at forty five. He was able to drop Amir Khani a couple times, dropped uh, Ige. Burgos has a kind of yeah, he beat. I mean, he's. If we're being honest, Barboza's on a three-fight win streak right now. I mean, is the line what it is if he's on a three-fight win streak? That fight that fight made me the most mad, decision-wise, <laughs> since Frankie Edgar Benson Henderson 2. That's a long amount of time for yeah. Lance that's to a be. New one. Yeah. That was – but Frankie Benson 2, that's the worst decision of all time. That's, well, all there's, time. A Diego. there's a Diego in there. But you have to include not just like worst yeah. by like the gone guy won, but if you add the worst decision all time the with stakes. a title fight, and, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's career changing, career changing. Yeah. Frankie would still be the 155 pound champ fighting Dubronx on Saturday. That was rematch. Oh, good, good jokes, Lance. Good jokes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this is a very different line. If if our Barbosa is coming off three wins. Uh, I think he, he hits Burgos and, and clips that chin and, and might get a finish. It is a little sketchy with his with Barboza's history of kind of getting ran over with guys with pressure, but I, I think Bar, or, uh, Burgos is hittable enough that he, he'll be able to crack him early and, and get uh, Burgos to kind of stop in his track. So I played him uh, for a unit at plus 105. I was trying to keep it small just because I was a little bit worried about that pressure. It's got, uh, it's gone a bunch up in the last couple of days. It's sitting at like plus 120. One, yeah, it's plus 120. Uh, I might be adding a half unit or so to that. Carry on. I got a plug in my charger. Hold on. Wes, yeah. what you got? Yeah, Ed's in here as a, as a dog. This price is getting kind of stupid, I think. Like, are people just looking at the record and. Because you're right, if, if that says three wins in a row over those guys, and we all watch those fights, like I, I don't think, and, and I mean, I, I get the whole pressure thing on, on Edson, but are all those pressure fighters that he's fighting like as open and hittable as Shane Burgos? Like seriously now, that guy gets clocked and his chin holds up fairly well for a little bit. And then we've seen Shane Burgos get fucking just finished by guys. So, I think Edson's gonna get him out of there, man. I, I like Edson here. I, the the price is kind of kind of crazy to me. So, yeah, I don't know how you don't play 
Edson as a dog here. So uh, that, that's my pick. I think Edson gets like a second or third round finish. Brad? I'm definitely not as confident in Edson as Wes is. Um, I think Sean kind of nailed it in his, his first sentence. Uh, Burgos is going to come forward and he's going to put the pressure on Edson, but he is also super hittable. Um, and people want to act like just because he comes forward means that he can't get kicked, but like Cub Swanson kicked the shit out of his legs. Um, there's been a bunch of guys in the past that have landed uh, a shitload of kicks on him. Uh, and Edson always kicks guys, even when they're moving forward. When Ige was moving forward, he would kick him. When Felder was moving forward, he would kick him. He, he's going to kick Burgos a lot. He, he's going to slow down that movement. And I think that helps him in these fights. And that's why they stay competitive and he doesn't get blown out is because like he does damage to these guys early. There are few guys that kick to the legs as hard as Edson Barbosa kicks, and you can't just walk through them. Um, you can get inside for periods of time, but now at 145, he, he's still got good takedown defense, not that he has to worry about it in this fight, but he, he's able to push off and, and get distance, and I think he's going to be able to get distance in these fights, and he's going to be able to land kicks as Burgos is coming in. And also, this seems like a spot where Edson could absolutely highlight real a guy that is completely open defensively. Like, if there's spinning shit or something up the middle, flying knee, I don't know what it is, I could absolutely see Burgos ending up on Edson's highlight reel. Uh, and I, I guess I kind of have to pick that, um, even if you know, the the dynamic is kind of that Burgos should take over. I think Edson can scare him off in this fight. I think that there's enough coming back at him that he's not going to just want to walk forward and take that shit for 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I like Barbosa here. I, 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 I'm worried, but I have to play it, I guess would be my stance on this. I'm not overly confident, confident in Edson. And even as bad as that decision was in the Dan Ige fight, which it was dreadful. Very, very bad. Barbosa looked really bad um, in, in, in parts of that fight. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not overly confident. If this was like Barbosa as a favorite, minus 120, something like that, I would not be playing this fight. But I think as an underdog, I'm kind of forced to. I do think he used the leg kicks. I do think he can, you know, weather the storm a little bit. But Burgos is super aggressive. He does get hit a lot. But that man hits hard. He's got he's got some clean boxing. He does hit really hard. Um, he's a guy that could put anyone away with one punch. Like he has he has some clean hands. And I do hope the leg kicks are coming early for Edson Barbosa. And his leg kicks are different. This isn't that bullshit calf kick shit. Like Edson's trying to just literally just cut your legs off uh, with his kicks. It's Where's not your fucking little, leg. It's still your leg. Your calf. Your fucking. It's just all your leg. He's. The calf kicks are cheap, though. Not everyone. All can, your leg. Not everyone can do what Barbosa has been doing the last ten oh, years. Like right. absolutely not. No. He's different. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm, I, yeah. I almost wish he would just focus on just calves, like all the other idiots. Like he, he'd be undefeated. Dude, how, how how quick does he get Burgos out there if he goes straight calf kicks? Let's go job. calf kicks. Finish <laughs> <laughs> my calf kicks. I mean, you got guys who don't kick hard, knocking guys, like you know, hurting guys really bad with calf kicks at four or five. 
Barbosa lands too. I think the legs just the, the calf muscles just shoot that whole, that, that whole nerve is dead. <laughs> it's like falling yeah. straight over you. Yeah, but no, I think Barbosa can win this fight and should win this fight more often than not. But it's a close fight. But I think as an underdog, Barbo I don't think he's washed yet. Offensively, he has looked good. He has tired a little bit later in fights. He hasn't blown me away this performances as of late. But I think he's doing enough to win. I, I I think his chin's okay. Um, he has won three fights in a row. I think we know that. Um, and I think he wins this fight. I think Jane Burgos is tough, though. It would not shock me at all if Burgos puts him out either. So we'll see. Plus money. I think it's worth the shot here on on our man. Um, does anyone have anything to say on Mook Agian? Other than she sucked. Again? Uh, <laughs> Again? <laughs> she can be taken down. Arujo's got okay takedowns. Arujo can lay on her for a bit. Striking's somewhat close. I took Arujo by decision at plus 210 for a unit. I, I took a little... A unit? Uh, a Kelton? One whole Kelton? One whole Kelton. I, I took a little Arujo just straight at some plus money, like plus 125. I think she's just going to grind up the move and win a decision. She's you're, really bad, though, guys. She is. Yeah, the, Carnival the, the Carnival the, Cruise Line know you're putting a whole unit on this? <laughs> That might be putting the summer cruise in jeopardy, Nushan. It's a bit scary. You you can get a credit instead of that, man. Mm-mm. Um, suckers. Yeah, I. <laughs> no, no. I, they they had to put this on the pay per view because if they put it anywhere else on the card, they wouldn't sell any pay per views. This is selling it. This not do Bronx. You know, all the all the fans in Texas, very well educated MMA fans, know the ladies <laughs> always bring it. Yeah, what's your tits? Except they're not going to say that. If, I don't know if you've seen these two wonderful ladies, but that's not something you would yell at either of them. Anyway, um, I got nothing. Let's move on here. Co-main event, great co-main event. Um, Kurt Ferguson takes on Benil Dariush in a fight I love. I think this was the Perfect fight for both of these guys. New Sean? Yeah, this is a pretty good matchup. Just kind of where these eyes, these guys are in their career. Uh, Ferguson coming off some some rough losses. Uh, and Darius kind of streaking late in his career. It's a, a bit surprising. Uh, it was a, a good win against CDF. Um, this is a pretty decent step up for him. Um, I got to go with Ferguson in this one. Could Dariush take down Ferguson and, and hold him down? I I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously we've seen it happen. I just don't know if Dariush is that good if he has that good of a top game. Um I don't I don't think he's gonna sub Ferguson. And Ferguson does weird shit and, and usually can get up. I know he didn't last time, but uh, Dubrovnik well, is a bit of a, a different story. Basically, God himself. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Dariush still extremely hittable on the feet. Uh, Tony Ferguson has very weird striking, and it kind of somehow works in this shitty MMA game. Um, I could definitely see Ferguson throwing some weird elbow or something and clipping Dariush. As we've seen, Dariush's chin is is not great. Um, he's, he's been able to overcome a, a couple times recently. I, I wouldn't just keep testing that chin. Uh, at the price it was, I, I had to take a shot on Ferguson at plus 135. I got two units on it. 
it's gone way up. I got carried on that one. Uh, I don't really want to add on to it. Uh, I think it's a very good bet uh, at the current price. Wes? Yeah, I, I, I think if you're on Tony in this fight, you, you're hoping this shit's just uh, a normal Tony and, and usually a, a Darius kind of fight anymore. Uh, Darius gets in some wild shit nowadays, man. And I, I think that's what you're hoping for if, if you're on Tony. And um, Darius is absolutely Jenny. I mean, that get, get, guy gets hurt a lot. Now, props to him. He, he pulls out fights, man. Like, I, I, I'll give him that. But, I mean, I still think Ferguson's a finisher when he has guys hurt. Um, I don't think he's he's totally washed yet. Um, wh- we'll have to see here. Um, I, Darius isn't the guys that he's faced over the past couple years, though. Not, not even close, man. So, um, at this price, like, I got plus 160 myself. Um, man, you're not going to see much better than that on Tony Ferguson against a top 10 type dude like Darius. Um, I think, just think you gotta, you gotta take that one last shot on Tony. I mean, if, if he does get absolutely mauled by Darius here, I mean, so be it. Um, I, I'm going to pay for it and find out it at a number like that. Uh, I, I like Tony here to, to get back on track. Uh, Josh says Tony should win. Happy, uh, happy times, hey. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's, how's Josh doing these days? Yeah, you guys have all met Josh, right? Yeah. 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 Pastor Josh, thanks for listening. Um, Brad? Uh, also, there was somebody last week that asked me how Guelph was during uh, during COVID. I, I think it might have been Hyper Blue. He said he was from Brampton, which is like 30, 40 minutes away from me. I didn't mean to ignore you. Uh, Guelph is terrible during COVID, just like everywhere else. Uh, but we've got a lot of breweries. Um, as far as this fight goes, man, this is even a, a faded version of Tony Ferguson. And I'm not entirely sure that he's that far off of what he was. Even that is still by far the best dude that Benil Darius has ever fought. Um, like, he has fought Diego Ferreira twice, and Edson Barbosa at one point. Um, but this is, like, his first foray into an actual elite fighter. So, I'm... I'm really kind of questioning if Benil Dariush is good enough to, to hang with these guys. He's not exactly young himself. He is chinny. He's always been a bit chinny. He's getting more and more wild as the years go by. And yes, he was able to use takedowns and stay on top of CDF enough in his last fight. But we've seen that even when he's tired and even when it's a bad idea... CDF is a dude that's willing to accept grappling exchanges. Uh, you know, that's why he lost his last fight. So I think in this case, Benil's going to come in and he's going to try and grapple Tony if he's smart. Um, but I don't think he's going to be able to hold him down like Dubronx was able to. And then I think when they get on the feed, it's going to be a lot of chaos from Tony. Uh, and something in there is probably going to clip Darius 
Uh, I'm not sure if it puts him out, if it makes him shoot a stupid takedown, what happens. But I think there are going to be exchanges in here that favor Tony, and he's going to get either dominant positions out of it or do a lot of damage to to Dariush in those exchanges. So I, I like Tony in this fight. I don't think that he's... Uh, completely gone, like people seem to think he is, based on losing to Gagey, where he took a shitload of punishment, but he still stuck around for almost the entire 25 minutes and was throwing stuff back, or getting outgrappled by Dubronx and not even really, well, you know, he, he actually, he basically survived two rounds against Dubronx with one arm, because he got that one arm completely jacked up at the end of the first round, and he still managed to survive the next two rounds. So he was faking uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's because he didn't practice jujitsu before that fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like Tony here. I, I don't think he's as done as people are making him out to be. And you can get plus one fifty five on him now. Um, I gotta take that. Yeah, um, I like Tony here. Um, I can't. Env- I don't know why, but I can't envision this fight actually hitting the mat. I think when you think of like. Tony grappling is fun. Darius a grappler. You think, okay, this fight's going to end there. This will be interesting. Let's see what happens. I actually don't think it's going to happen. I think Tony's going to want to keep this fight in the feet. And I don't think Darius has the wrestling chops that has, like, I has Dubronx to be able to take Tony to the ground. So I actually think this fight's going to play on the feet. And I think on the feet, Darius has, has shown some, I don't know, I don't even know if I want to say a power. He's connected on some shots that have hurt <laughs> some humans. Um, he's no technical striking whatsoever. Um, lands some weird shit and has been in some really fun fights. Very, very, very chinny. And I just don't think Tony is, is washed. I think Tony has lost a step. And I think at the level Tony's been at for so long, he lost a step. And in my opinion, lost to the two best guys in the weight class in, in Dubronx and Justin Gaethje. I think, I, yeah, Poirier, whatever. Even if you want to say it's two of the top five guys yeah. in the weight class, like it's still not I bad. Think, I think like like how they are in a matchup for Tony. I feel like Justin Gaethje is more of a nightmare matchup for Tony than Dustin Poirier. I feel like Dubronx and and Gaethje are the worst possible matchups for Tony. I don't think Tony's washed. I think he's lost a little step, and I think even losing a little step, he has the skills to be able to beat uh, Darius and. Usually when guys get older, they lose the chin. Tony's chin's still fine, right? Like, it wasn't like Gaethje was landing these little shots that were hurting. Gaethje was fucking murdering him. He was committing murder, landing Gaethje bombs. Gaethje bombs are the worst. It's it's like the fucking bombs on Hiroshima. Like, those are big-ass bombs, and and he survived them. And I I think Tony has slowed down a little bit offensively, but I think he has enough here, and I think he can keep the fight standing. I think his unorthodox striking and Darius being really chinny, I don't know if he'll get a finish, but I think he's going to hurt him a few times. And I think he's going to hurt him enough to start gassing out Darius. And I think Tony takes over late. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tony gets a late finish or just dominates his fight in the feet. And if it does go on the ground, I'm not exactly worried. If you can be under Dubronx for 13 minutes and not get finished, I'm not really worried about uh, Darius submitting him. So I love Tony in this fight. I absolutely love him. Plus 150, I think we're getting a steal. I think we're looking too much at a couple results versus who was fighting and what we saw. So,
Yep, that's it. Tony Ferguson, plus 150. All right, let's go to the main event of the evening as a bit of a squash match for a main event, but (laughs) I'll take what we can get. So we have lightweight division, title on the line. Habib got scared. He left. Charles de Bronx. Oliveira taking on Mike Maga Chandler. New Sean? Do you want to do the honors or you want to just keep it regular? Not curse them or anything like just that. Go. We're good. I think this is going to be a scary first round uh, for, for, for who? all Chandler? involved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a bit worried at how Chandler can start. Um, I I think he knows his way to win. His wife's worried about how they can finish. That's why they adopted a kid. <laughs> Booyah! He just updated his will before this. <laughs> oh, man. I think this, this first round is going to be a bit scary. Um, I think Chandler is, is pretty scary on the feet, especially early. Uh, he throws big power. He's quick. Um, if, if he doesn't catch him, though, I, I think Dubronx is going to take over this fight. Um, Chandler's fucked. If 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 he doesn't finish him and he goes for his takedowns, I think that is the best case scenario. If you're uh, Dubronx, uh, a guy that's that's getting tired shooting takedowns on you, you're uh, you're gonna enjoy that. Uh, that's just served up uh, for what you do. Um, I think Dubronx does all right on the feet. He's come a long, long way. Um, the dude is fucking good, and I know he hasn't got. Uh, the chances it took him forever to to get to fight good guys because nobody wanted to fight him. The dude is is scary. He, what he has now with wrestling, with his jujitsu, and now his approved striking is fucking terrifying. Uh, that said, things can happen, especially early in fights. But I like Dubronx here. I'm I'm sorry, uh, I do. I uh, I got him at minus one twenty five for three units. Uh, inside the distance is only a couple cents more. I could honestly see him TKOing somebody. I, I know kind of everybody thinks that that he's going to probably grab a sub once, whether Chandler goes for a takedown or gets tired or whatever. He could easily just smash him out. He's done it before. He's got good good striking on the ground. Uh, I might just add a bit more on the money line. Wes? Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's, it's... It's glad to finally, to finally be here. Like, um, this, this dude has deserved this for, for a while now, man. Um, you know, Sean said it best. Like at this point, Do Bronx is a scary motherfucker, man. Like he is so good everywhere. Um, yeah, I think if Chandler is going to be a, a, a little, I don't even want to say scary, man. And I know I, I, I probably shouldn't be that confident uh, against a guy like Chandler, but the, the way Dobronch has learned to, to use his, his footwork and length on the feet. I just, are we seeing Chandler really laying a bomb on him early, man? I just, I have a hard time seeing that. And I think after Chandler's trying to shoot takedowns, Chandler's throwing those big hooks. Um, I mean, a few minutes of that, and, and it's it's going to start getting tiring, man. And I think Dobronch has just got all the ways to win here. Um, even if Chandler does get him down, 
uh, his, his scrambles and subs from his back. And it's just a problem everywhere, man. Um, I think this goes, uh, uh, into the second round, maybe the third, but I think this gets into the second round and there's a scramble and Doe Bronx ends up working around the Chandler's back or something. I could see him pounding Chandler out. Um, uh, of course, the sub is always there for Doe Bronx, but I, I just, I almost see him getting into some kind of scramble, getting the back or something and, and throwing down some, some ground and pound on Chandler. Um, I love Doe Bronx in this spot, man. Uh, not, not surprisingly. Um, I got in at minus 130 and I have to win a couple units on that. And I think the dude deservingly is finally going to be a champion. Bradley? All right. People that go by Charlie Sheen, he's like a, a weird pedophile or something. Rose, Charlie Rose slash Rosa, bad MMA fighter. Charlie Ontiveros. Charlie, it, he sound, Charlie Olives sounds like a waiter who wants to remind you of the unlimited soup and salad. All right. You, you get to Chuck, Chucky. You got Chuck Liddell. You got Chuck Zito. You got the doll from Child's Play. This man. Good. If if you don't want to call him the Bronx, which why wouldn't you? You got to go with Chucky Olives. No, there's Chess. no Olives. But no it's, it's got to be if you're gonna use that, it's got to be Chucky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you can't use that. You can't Olives? change somebody. You can't change somebody. We've been saying that for years, though. We've yeah. been we've been yeah. saying Chucky yeah. Olives we for definitely years because yeah. that that is a mobster that will put you into river, baby. All right. That is, that dude will put you away, and he has. He's the Bronx. He is he is the Bronx. If you want to say Chucky from the Bronx, I'll allow it. <laughs> you want to say Chucky from the Bronx all I mean, day? And he's so good at this point. He's like one of those dude, those mafia bosses with like seven nicknames. I mean, you can I, call him. I just, I just call him the Goat. That's yeah. all I need. There you go. But do we want the the real breakdown or the pretend breakdown for this one? We can go real. I think the pretend one is Michael Chandler winning. Well, yeah, the pretend one is, you know, <laughs> Chandler's dangerous in the first round and, like, ex- athletic and explosive, like his African-American heritage. He can close the distance, you know, all that. Yeah, as long as you're 2%. <laughs> or you're a doc. Be honored you're a doc. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. <laughs> the real breakdown is that this version – of Dubron that you see in 2021, this man has anybody that's in the cage with him under constant duress. He is going to march forward. He is going to throw a shitload of volume. He's going to throw big punches. He's going to throw big knees. He's going to throw big everything up the middle. Uh, and Chandler's like a tiny little midget dude. Uh, and I can say that because I am also a tiny little midget dude. <laughs> Um, so it's all right. Uh, I saw a picture earlier today that was, uh, Dubronc next to, it turns out it was Joe Benavidez. Uh, I thought it was a picture of him next to Chandler, uh, with the size difference between those two dudes. Uh, it is very possible that early in this fight, Dubronc just throws a knee straight up the middle and Chandler tries to come in and throw something and absolutely gets obliterated by it. If that doesn't happen, though, these two guys are going to come together. Dubronx is way bigger, and 
Chandler is a very good wrestler, very accomplished wrestler, athletic dude. Uh, but once Dubronx gets your gets his hands on you and gets you in that body lock, he can take guys down in so many ways. But he's also dangerous, not even taking guys down, just like jumping to the back, jumping to submissions. Uh, if he's got his hands on you at any point in the fight, you're in danger. Uh, so I think there's going to be too much of a threat here for Chandler. And at some point, whether it's a big strike, whether it's grabbing a neck, whether it's hopping onto his back, whether it's like a weird calf slicer or some of the other shit that, that Dubronx pulls out at some point, he, he's going to find something because that's what he does. It's what he's always done. Um, Lentz, I'm not sure if you're going to talk about people who still want to claim that he's a quitter um, or stupid stuff like Fuck that. You, Eddie. <laughs> that's right. Um, the man had a torn esophagus, all right? He almost died. Exactly. Uh, so off his actual body. They had to sew it back on. Like, it was terrifying. I was there. God. But the moral of the story is that Michael Chandler is in for a world of hurt on Saturday night. Uh, and DeBronx is going to find a way to finish this fight because that's what he does. Yep. Yeah, I mean... I feel like I have earned this fight as much as my boy DeBronx. <laughs> I have been the OG <laughs> DuBronx fan. I have argued with the Twitter trolls on the esophagus injury. I've been the standing number one DuBronx fan for a good decade. And we're here, baby. Yeah. Made it. We fought through adversity. We got we did it, the- mama. We back. This is a different man. As I was watching Dubronx highlight film today for my tape study, this is a different dude. He's a different dude in so many ways. He's a different dude with the striking. When he first came up early in his career, he couldn't strike. I'm not going to say he was Ben Askren, <laughs> but his striking was very low level. His wrestling was average. I call it jujitsu wrestling. He had the wrestling that jujitsu guys learned to do when they're not wrestling wrestlers earlier in their career. And then I think body, he is a lot bigger than he was. I think when he first moved up at 145 to 155, well, that's obvious. When he moved up from 145 to 155, he did it the right way. He gained muscle. He gained a lot of muscle. He filled in. He looks good. The one most underrated part of his game is the wrestling. This guy has turned into a dominant wrestler and I know everyone keeps talking about his jiu-jitsu and keeps talking about his striking and how that's improved his wrestling has gone from here to here in the last few years and I think what really throws off and we've seen him take down wrestlers right we've seen him take down you know guys who have really good wrestling chops and I think what really screws guys up at the lower weights these wrestlers is when you're you know Michael Chandler right when he was wrestling 150s in college no one works upper body when you're wrestling in college at 150, it's all in the legs, right? The upper body is almost always for the heavy guys. You're looking at the heavyweights, you know, the the, the upper echelon guys, the, the big guys are the ones that are doing hip tosses, you know, lat drops, things like that, bigger things. At the lower weight, it's predominantly going to be on the legs, and you're not used to little guys, smaller guys working mostly upper body. And I think that's where it sometimes throws these wrestlers off when Dubronx works almost exclusively on on upper body throws and takedowns. And when he does take a guy down by the legs, he's not usually shooting. He's usually catching a kick 
or, you know, kind of just grabbing at it or just muscling through. He's not – Dubon doesn't shoot very often, but he gets a lot of takedowns. And his body work and his way to grab a leg or do, do – snap like, He's not, not many guys can make a snatch single work. He's actually made it work a few times. And I, I think Chandler, once he tires out, which is normally very quickly in Michael Chandler fights, I think Dubronx takes him down with ease with that body lock. And how I see this fight playing out is Chandler goes in there, knows he's got five to six, seven minutes to get him out of there. And Dubronx footwork and quickness in the feet has gotten better and better and better where he is – He's an easy guy to touch. He's not an easy guy to hit hard. And I think there's a big difference in that. We've seen a lot of guys like that. You can hit Dubronx. You can't really catch him clean very often. He do, he has worked a lot in his head movement. That's gotten a lot better. And I see Chandler whiffing some big shots, not really making much contact. And I think it's two ways. I think it's Chandler getting tired in the second round, maybe early third, but probably second, and shooting a takedown. And you have to be just some kind of – idiot to shoot a takedown on Dubronx, but I think the more <laughs> likely outcome is Chandler's tiring out, Dubronx and Dubronx has been working a lot of body kicks and stuff lately too, I think Dubronx works the body a little bit, hits him with some straight punches tires him out, gets a body lock, takes him down, and then he does whatever the fuck he feels like for people saying Chandler's good on the ground, and he's got this pressure, get the fuck out of here, Dubronx does whatever he feels like Dubronx does whatever he wants in the feet after the first round. If Dubronx says, you know what, I'm going to style on this guy with a kickboxing match. After that first round, whatever he feels like. But I know it's possible Dubronx pounds him out, knocks him out. But Dubronx always goes for that choke. 99% of the time, when he hurts a guy, he gets he on top. This, uh, for yeah. it. His, his Darce chokes, his guillotine chokes, you know, his arm bars, everything that guy does is deadly. And I think he gets him down, body lock takedown, gets him down, finishes the fight, and – there's so many fun matchups. I don't even have words for the matchups in this weight class. This went from not the most exciting with Habib kind of dominating it to the most exciting weight class. Conor McGregor, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, super fun fights in the rising. But Dubronx is going to win this belt. Um, this is 10 years in the making. This is this is hard work. This is a guy who was gotten close, fell all the way down, and worked his ass off to get back up there. And no one's more deserving of this title shot Dubronx submission, second round. I'm going to say a guillotine. I'm going to say it's one of those where he gets him down, beats him up a little bit, and then pulls him into his guard for a guillotine from on top. Gets the tap, new champ. Dubronx. And we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about the calf kicks. He might calf kick. He we, might just dead that guy's we, leg in fucking we've two seen minutes. Chan, we've seen Chandler <laughs> with the whole fucking dead leg. The floppy before. leg. <laughs> yep. We sure have. <laughs> That is obviously the consensus bet of the week, and I, for one, am super excited about this. I am nervous, like any, you know, when you you live through a guy. <laughs> when you actually care about a fight. Yes. There's, I, have a, I have a lot of people I root for. Not many people I've ever considered myself a big fan of um, in, in MMA. This guy falls on that short list. He's the top of the list, um, and I, I'm excited mm-hmm. for the fight. I hope it happens. Fuck Michael Chandler. He lives here. He's like down the street from me, but we're not friends. It's Dubronx season. That's yeah, all. There's, there's not many better things in sports than a big fight when you're invested in a guy. Um, not just monetarily, but personal feelings too. Like you feel like he's your boy. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. great. The other day, I don't know how well my boy knows English, but he tweeted a picture (laughs) of himself. (laughs) And I wrote, rock hard over here, champ. (laughs) And he liked my tweet. Yep. So there's one of two options. He knows. He knows. (laughs) He knows. There's one of two options that this could go. like seeing seeing the pictures of him riding the riding the trotter and shit too. Yeah. It's it's pretty fucking badass. Like, yeah, it's, it's all it's all good rocks, man. The, the the evolution of this guy is is pretty unheard of in this sport. From a guy who was labeled as a quitter, came in early, never really got there, lost every big fight to winning eight in a row, getting the title shot. I mean, that's what the sport's about, right? Like, it's hard work. Guys getting better, guys changing things, guys evolving their game. I mean, Dubronx has been in the UFC for 10 years. He's 31. He's young. Yeah, wow. And, like, and almost pure uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys like him. It's yeah. watching them, it, the evolution of him uh, coming from the background that he did, especially like you was talking, the, just the wrestling, the offensive wrestling and stuff, it's, it's pretty incredible where, where that dude's yep. at now. This dude got – Jim Miller in his third UFC fight when he was like 21 years old and Donald Cerrone in his fifth UFC fight. Like he had a super tough road and that's why he never made it. He had two more fights after that and fought Cub and Frankie. And then he had Holloway. He had uh, Ricardo Lamas. Yeah. He only, you know, looking back, right, he only lost two really good guys in, in early in his career. And I think even the Felder fight, which was the only loss that he's had at 155, I think it was it was still early in his 155 career. He's still figuring things out. He's a different guy. And I think the one thing with him that he really, more than any of those other things, he gained confidence as yes. being the best. Yeah. And I think that's always going to be the number one thing. And you could always sense from him that he was uncomfortable in the cage, like in those big fights, like with Max Holloway and some of those fights, like he looked uncomfortable. Look at how he looked when that Tony Ferguson fight started. Like he was, he just, he just got to the grocery store time to put some shit in the cart. Like that's all it was for him. And the confidence in what he's done and the, he's able to advance his skills. It's a great story. And I know we're all huge fans of Dubronk, so we're going to be rooting hard for him on Saturday, bet or not. This isn't about a bet. This has been the fan of the podcast for a long, long time. So we're all excited. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week to celebrate the Dubronk's victory. I'm going to get a bottle of champagne. We're going to pop it. We're going to be doing all kinds of weird things. And then me and Wes are going to share a, a twin bed in Louisville Really get close <laughs> together, really become and then really do some weird things, and then really so. get get weird with that champagne. Hey, uh, make sure you download that that pick of uh, No Bronx in the, in the sign. Bring bring that with you. Make sure you have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. If you do live in the Louisville area, if you're in the area, we will be at the casino next weekend. So if you're in the area, feel free to say hi. We're gonna be having fun. Playing craps. I, I I roll more hard eights uh, this side of Mississippi than anyone. It's known. I'm a shooter. So come on, get some free money. But we really do appreciate it. Hope everyone enjoys the fights this week, and we will see you next week.